CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Ababafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe here at the Circuit Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Fun first hour. We thank John McClain, who joined us in the last segment. Legendary sports columnist in Houston covering Browns, Texans. If you missed it, make sure you check it out in podcast form. And we have a fun second hour on deck for you guys as well. 15 minutes from now, Todd Lebo, Chiefs reporter for Sports Radio 810, will help us uh, give his perspective on this Dolphins Chiefs game later on this evening and then Matt Humans at 11:30 Eastern will give us his super wild card weekend plays of which he has many. Uh, he's got teasers, <laughs> he's got a parlay, he's got a total, he's got a side. Would you expect got, anything less? I, I mean, would not. Come on, my man's hot too. My he, man was on a run there. He's cooking. He's you cooking. Know? So you got to press that luck here in the postseason mm-hmm. as it is super wild card weekend here. But Michael, before we get into this Browns Texans game, for our perspective of it, want to update the listeners and the viewers on the injury news out of Philadelphia. All pro wide receiver AJ Brown has been ruled out for Monday night's game between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. And the line, we've seen a little bit of movement in the market here. Now, it takes a lot to move off of the key number of three. Those threes now heavily juiced there. If you want to go ahead and back Tampa, I'm seeing plus three, minus 125, minus 120. Uh, and there's even a couple of two and a halves in the market as well as we kind of dance between three and two and a half. DraftKings has a two and a half right now. Uh, how does this Eagles offense change with the absence of A.J. Brown? Well, I think it becomes even harder and harder as you move forward. I mean, the the Eagle offense has been struggling. And now Swift is expected to play, which is critical, right? They need mm-hmm. their run game. You know, they need to have an ability to run the football against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When they played them in the first game, they could run the ball. It was their best game offensively, really. It was the first time all year that the Eagles looked like a the, the Super Bowl team that they were, right? I yep. mean, they, they dominated the game from start to finish. The game was never in doubt. They were able to control the pace of the game. They were just a, a six-point favorite down there. 
you know, and they held tech, the Texans, to, they held Tampa to 12 first downs. They got 27. They were able to run the ball for 200 yards. Remember, Tampa just kind of let them have the run game and they threw for 277. Now, they did turn it over twice, mm-hmm. but not having Brown, I think, is critical because now all of a sudden Todd Bowles can take advantage of, of doubling, doubling Waddle, you know, doubling Smith, excuse me, trying to take him out of the game. And Smith, you know, is somebody that if you take him out and force Hurts to have to look towards a second receiver, then it becomes a problem. The bigger issue is the blitzing. What we're going to see in this game on Monday night is you're going to see a lot of pressure from Bowles to to Jalen Hurts. I wrote about it. Coming from Hurts' right, forcing him to run to the left, getting him out of the pocket. The 49ers made it very clear that Hurts is looking at the rush, and they wanted to kind of get somebody quickly in and make him change direction. And since then, most teams have. And this losing streak has been reflective of that. And they have a hard time being able to make plays down the field. And then when you watch Hertz run the ball. Last year, Femi, 17% of the time when he had the ball in his hand, he could make somebody miss. This year, that's down to 3.8. Wow. So he's not as elusive as he was last year, whether it's the knee, whether it's the ankle. I don't know. But the numbers don't lie when you look at it. And this offense is just not going to – it's not an easy offense, especially now without their big play receiver down the field. And Bowles, no one blitzes more than Bowles does. Maybe Martindale in New York when he was there. And he's going to watch that game plan that Martindale put into place, and you can expect to see a lot of the similar things that he did. I know a lot has changed since this game, but I'm reminded of the playoff game two years ago. Hertz's first start in the playoffs when they went to Tampa to play the team. Now the Bucks had more personnel and everything like that. They were a little bit younger on defense, but Hertz looked like he was struggling with the blitz there and what Tampa was throwing his way. And they kind of were crowding the line of scrimmage. Now the Eagles have some better pass catchers as of late, but no, no AJ Brown. Maybe you see a similar game plan to that to where Bowles has a pretty good understanding of how to defend Jalen Hurts here to where I, I, my play, I know we'll, we'll talk about this game i'm sure coming up on the gm shuffle on monday and everything since this is the monday night game but i bet the under in this game i took under 44 i did too just because yeah because I, I think that the, the two quarterbacks are compromised hurts is still dealing with the finger thing he's he threw yesterday so at least that's a good sign but hadn't thrown until that point mayfield is i mean a litany of injuries ribs ankles who else uh, he's got some other stuff going on as well but I, I think that this is a lower scoring kind of a, a sloppy game offensively and i guess we'll see what happens but i like the under i, I couldn't really pin it on a side yeah, I, 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 my instincts tell me to take Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think Mayfield's healthy. Yep. And so even though they say he's healthy, the last two games, you know, they scored late touchdowns against the Saints, were never in that game. Mayfield was terrible. And they scored nine. They kicked three field goals against the Panthers. So, like, how am I going to be able to say that he's healthy? Now, if he is healthy with Evans and Godwin and, and the ability to throw the ball against a bad secondary and a defensive front – that we'll have a harder time the longer the game goes. Remember, we're going to Florida. So the weather does factor here. We're hearing it's mm-hmm. going to be raining with thunderstorms, but there's going to be humidity. And if the defensive line isn't in shape, they're going to get tired in the third or fourth quarter. And if they get tired, it's going to help Mayfield throw the football. So, uh, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, this is a hard handicap. The line has moved to Philly. I think that's reflective of Mayfield's injury.
Yeah, I mean, just skepticism of Baker Mayfield and his status. They're clearly compromised if you watch that Week 18 game against the Carolina Panthers. All right, let's talk about this afternoon's game here, Browns and the Texans. And we're seeing some Houston money show up here on game day. This was two the last couple of days that the Texan money came, but now we're seeing the Browns money come. Now we're out to 2.5 minus 115. 2.5 is our consensus number here, total 44.5. And And just I'll ask you the similar question that I asked John McClain in hour number one. How much of that first game can you kind of apply to this game given that C.J. Stroud was in the concussion protocol when they played in week 16? Well, I I think it has some element to it, right? But you can't anticipate that the Cleveland Browns are going to go throw for 265 yards to Amari Cooper in this game. Mm-hmm. You, you got to believe that D'Amico Ryans is going to adjust the coverages, kind of take him out. Flacco did a lot of this moving in the pocket, right? He It wasn't like it was a straight drop back, throw the ball down the field. The first play of the game was. First play of the game, they caught their safeties peeking into the run, and they hit Cooper over the top for the touchdown. And then Flacco made a good play on the move to score the touchdown. I think this is an Njoku game. I think that the, the tension is going to go to Cooper. I think Moore and Njoku are going to be the big players and the beneficiaries of that. And what I think they have to do is they're going to have to find a little bit of balance because one of the things you can't do is throw it 42 times and have Flacco turn it over. That's going to help a home team tremendously. And they're going to have to come up with a way to – convert these third and shorts, whether they bring someone in at quarterback. Remember, last time they played them, uh, Thompson Robinson, the quarterback, was still on their active roster. He came in and actually ran a play in the goal line. Mm-hmm. So they, they, because of Flacco's inability to move, you know, you know that these, these movement plays by the quarterback on third and two are probably not going to be there. It makes it a lot harder to convert those. So I, I think it, the game has some element of what it's important but it also doesn't. And I think they did a good job of trying to collect Miles Garrett. Houston did. But I'm sure Schwartz is going to have a different game plan for Bobby Slovic that he's going to try to take advantage of this offensive line. And if they get behind in the snap count like John McClain did and where they're penalized and they've been penalized 132 times, they're the fifth most penalized team in the league, that's going to be really hard because overcoming those negative plays with Schwartz makes it even harder because he's going to come after Shroud. Yeah. And you wrote about this on VEASAN.com. We encourage everybody to check it out there in the newsletter and on VEASAN.com about rookies and first-time starters in the postseason. Well, since 1990, Michael, rookie quarterbacks are 11-18 and 18 straight up in the playoffs, 5-7-1 and one against the spread on Wild Card Weekend in the last 20 years. Do you put a lot of stock into that? I mean, maybe Stroud is the exception to the rule because Stroud has been terrific this season. But still, he is a rookie quarterback and hasn't quite experienced postseason NFL play. Well, it's different. Let's face it. The postseason is different. Every possession is magnified. Every possession is important. Every third and short becomes so critical. And if you take a risk and you're not rewarded for it, all of a sudden you get behind in the game and now all of a sudden everybody, it's single elimination. You, you know, once you put single elimination into the equation, people have a tendency to stress. People have a tendency to play it a little bit safer. Look, we know this. During the regular season, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I'll generalize, during a, the regular season, a typical NFL regular season, the unders cash about 53% of the time. Mm-hmm. During playoffs, the unders cash at 59% of the time. Because the clock, they want you got to be able to run the ball effectively when you have to run it. You have to control your possessions. You've got to play a certain pace and a certain style. And I think that's going to be really important in the first game. And playoff football is about styles and play 
as opposed to we're just going to go and see what's going on. You've got to really do a good job of managing the game. And look, we're going to be here tomorrow morning and we're going to talk about why one team won and why one team lost. And most of the time, it's going to come down to three things. It's going to come down to who couldn't convert short yardage, Mm. who couldn't put the ball in the end zone and had to settle for field goals or stupidly kick or not kick three points, right? (laughs) And then it's going to come down to who wins the turnover battle, including the field goals. So those are the three areas of playoff football, and you've got to be really good. You've got to have a lot of two-point plays in your repertoire when you go into this game. Why? Because you're going to need those two-point plays to convert third or fourth and short. It's just the way you've got to set it up is going to be effective. And then this is a game about matchups. This is a game about players, not plays. Your best players have to play well today. Yeah, and if you're Houston, that's C.J. Stroud, and it's those young defenders, Will Andersons, the Derek Stingleys, and if you're the Cleveland Browns, it's it's Flacco, it's Amari Cooper, it's Miles Garrett, and what they're able to do on that defensive side of the ball here. Last thing on Stroud and rookie quarterbacks here. Rookie quarterbacks have faced the number one defense three other times in NFL history. All three times they lost in the playoffs. So 0-3 straight up when a rookie QB has gone up against the number one defense. Stroud will be the fourth rookie to do that later on this afternoon. I, I don't have a play on the side or the total in this game. I just I guess maybe I would tease Houston reluctantly. There's just a lower total game, maybe up to eight and a half. But but John McClain saying that if Houston's gonna win this game, he expects it it needs to be higher scoring because Flacco and that offense might be able to find some success down the field. So maybe this is the over that could be a potential player at 44. I, I think it's an under game. I, under? I think they're gonna have to run it, control it and take away the big play of Cleveland. The big play of Cleveland is why they, is why Flacco's having so much success. All right, we'll break down the other AFC game later on tonight with Todd Lebo in Kansas City next year on the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl? The VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Plus, betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up today. Get your first 30 days only $9.99 and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, Super Wild Card Saturday. And we got a fun one tonight between the Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs. And to help us break it down, we bring in Chiefs reporter over at Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City, the one and only Todd Lebo joining us here on the Lombardi line. Todd, we appreciate you joining us this morning here. And a lot this week has been made about the weather conditions and can the Miami Dolphins handle four below at kickoff? But my question to you is, can the Kansas City Chiefs handle this kind of elements that will see later on tonight <laughs> it's gonna be cold guys i mean it's like one degree here right now uh <laughs> the sun will be down it's going to be minus regular temperature it's pretty windy so they're talking about you know wind chills in the minus 20 or so i don't care who you are where you're from whatever you've done in your life it's going to be cold there's no question about it. now the chiefs did practice outside two days this week. Uh, there was about six inches of snow here on Tuesday. That's not going to be an issue on the field or anything. That's all gone. All out of the parking lots, all that stuff. But they, they practiced when it was 30 degrees. It was cold, but it's not one. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure anyone's going to be ready for this kind of cold. The only person I could think of, Todd, that's ready for this cold is the Russian who went to the Pine Barrens, and we haven't seen him since, right? <laughs> like when he said, I bathe in this water, he's the only guy I know that's ready for this. And I don't think they have 46 guys like him on the team. If they did, they'd, they'd have a hell of a looking house because he's an interior decorator. All right. So let, let's, let's, talk about the, let's talk about the Chiefs here. Why, why should I believe this offense is going to be better? Like, what evidence has been out there that tells me they're just going to flip the switch and become an explosive team? Hope, dreams, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, we've been asking the same thing for, for three months in Kansas City, and they did a nicer job, you know, down the stretch. They scored seven times against the Bengals. Now, six of them were field goals. And then they rested everybody in the final game. So, I mean, I think they felt like they did enough in that game. It was like, okay, let's, let's rest the guys and have a good feeling because they did score seven times. But field goals aren't going to win, especially tonight in this cold. I, I just don't think you can depend on that. They have to score touchdowns. And I don't, I don't have, uh, other than the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have a track record from, you know, last year, the year before, the year before, the year before, there's no track record this year of this offense doing anything. So, I, I mean, the, I guess your only hope, for Chiefs fans, I think they're really going to turn it on is that, that Bradley Chubb's not there. Jalen Phillips isn't there. Xavier Howard's not there. You know, there's no linebackers. Uh, the Dolphins were signing guys off the street. That's the hope on that end that the offense is going to, like, flip a switch. But I, I don't think you can prove that they flipped the switch until they flipped the switch, and they haven't flipped the switch this year. There's no question about that. We're speaking with Todd Lebo, Chiefs reporter for Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City, talking all things Dolphins, Chiefs, Super Wildcard game coming up later on tonight here. And it's interesting that you say that, Todd, because when you look in the betting markets in the futures, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, I, I think it's Mahomes' first year in 2018 was the last time that they've been around 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They're always like 5 to 1, 6 to 1 among the favorites here. Like, is Super Bowl even in the equation this year based on what you've seen over the first uh, 17 games of this season? Well, listen, there's all kinds of dyed-in-the-wool fans who are blinded by the fact that they just, you know, make it to the title game. 
But it looks like this year, if they win this game today and Pittsburgh wins tomorrow, this will be the first time they've had to go on the road ever in the playoffs. And every single playoff game Patrick Mahomes has played without, you know, the Super Bowl when they had to play in Tampa, which was a sort of a true road game, but there were 20,000 people there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been at home. I mean, that's what it's been. So it's harder to go win on the road in the postseason. So they've never done that. I I think it would be very disappointing for this team if they lost today because the Dolphins team is so beat up. Mm. But if they go to Buffalo next week and lose to a hot Bills team, a team that came in and won in Kansas City, I don't think that would be the end of the world here. But I I don't know how – it's a wide-open Super Bowl year, right? You know, and the hope that Chiefs fans have is, well, Josh Allen always loses the game, right? Lamar Jackson in the playoffs isn't any good. That, that's the hope. But like, like we said before, it's not so much that the Chiefs have done anything good. I think most Chiefs fans are just hoping that everyone else plays like they generally do in the postseason and the Chiefs find a way to win. But they're not going to go on the road in the postseason unless they win today. Give us a health update. Like, we know Donovan Smith missed games. They've had a move around tackles. You know, they had Wayne Morris. Now he was hurt. He was starting left tackle. They moved Taylor over to left tackle. Where is their offensive line? And then what's your instinct on Kelsey? I know he said he's coming back next year. Is his lack of production a yard less than it was last year, not really getting double teamed by anybody? Is it injury-related, or do you think Father Time is creeping in? Well, there's no question on that part first. Father time is creeping in. I mean, he's 34 years old. He's caught a, a, a thousand balls, right? And he gets hit on all of them. He does. He's not a run out of bounds guy. So he gets hit a lot. So there's no question that injuries have taken its toll on him. I was standing right there on Thursday when he told us that there's no reason for him to stop playing, you know, but a lot of people say things, who knows what happens in the off season with him. He's got other options in his life that a lot of players won't have when they, when they retire. Um, so I don't know what's going to go on there. I do think he's father time is caught up, but they, you know, there's no one to take attention away from him on this team either. Now the offensive line, Wanya Morris is out. He's in concussion protocol. He's not playing, but Donovan Smith practiced fully all week long. They expect him to play. So he'll be left tackle. Juwan Taylor will be right tackle. And it should be a regular line that they started the year with. I will tell you this about cold weather. Talk to Juwan Taylor in the locker room on Tuesday, went to Florida, from Florida, played his first four years in Jacksonville. He said, there's no question it affects the warm weather teams when they come to the cold. And so here's the funny part. He says, yeah, last year when we came up, meaning Jacksonville to Kansas City, it was so cold. It was 37 degrees, guys. It was not one. (laughs) So it was 37 degrees. And uh, the Florida boy, native, right, was like, oh, man, it was cold. We we didn't like it at all. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So we'll see if Jawan Taylor – Now, he's been here for a year, you know, six months. He's been living in this cold. I mean, the Dolphins got here last night. I'm sure they froze their butts off getting on the buses. They're going to freeze their butts off today, getting on the bus at the hotel, getting off the bus, walking down the tunnel, all that stuff. And I'll know this. If one of them walks out there with their shirt off for warm-ups, I'll know they're beat. Don't be a hero. Put Mm. your clothes on. Come out and play football. You know what I mean? There's no – There's Justin Reed was telling us that this week. He says, uh, you're not going to see me out there. He said, I'm layered up. I'm doing it all. I'm not going to be some hero out there. That's not the way to go about this thing. <laughs> yeah, I think people would push folks into traffic to get 37 degrees tonight versus the b- four below that we're going to see out there uh, no, at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, real quick here, Todd, though, I, I, I know this is a storyline that's been talked about in the media. I'm curious to see if the guys in the locker room have talked about it. Tyreek Hill, of course, making his return to Arrowhead Stadium there since it's been a couple years since he was with the Kansas City Chiefs. Has there been anything said about that? Any sort of uh, Tyreek Hill, like not like motiv- every, everyone's motivated, it's the playoffs, but any sort of uh, something from that Kansas City Chiefs locker room about Tyreek Hill making his return to Arrowhead? 
Well, you know, Patrick and Travis both played with him and they're friends, but they have not been texting this week, right? Uh, so, so they're, you know, it's game week on that front, but they all say they still love Tyreek. Andy Reid said Tyreek was a huge part of this team. Steve Spagnuolo uh, mentioned this week how you never saw anyone practice like Tyreek Hill practiced, you know, full speed at practice. And it just, you know, he's an amazing player. There's no question. Now the Chiefs made the choice last year to trade him because he wanted more money. It worked out for them. They've won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. But I think it's kind of catching up on them this year, not having that kind of weapon in the offense. But they're, they're not taking that banner down from last year. And they did get a bunch of really good young players in the draft that are going to be part of this team. And at this point right now, Tyreek Hill's team didn't win a playoff game last year. And if the Chiefs beat them at home, then Tyreek Hill's going to go 0-2 in the playoffs. Now he's happy. He's making a lot of money. He's living in Florida where he wanted to live, all that kind of stuff. So his life is great. But I'm not so sure the Dolphins look like a team that is built to have a, a long 17-game regular season because they have not been healthy either year heading into the playoffs. But there's a lot of respect here. Now, this game, when they played in the regular season, was in Germany. Mm-hmm. I, many Chiefs fans felt like they were ripped off because they really wanted that game to be at home. So now they get their chance. About $40 will get you inside the stadium tonight. be a lot cheaper than it would have been <laughs> in November because it's so cold. So if you want to go out and watch Tyreek Hill, uh, more power to you. I will be in the press box where it's warm, and I will do that part of it. I'm not standing outside in this cold, I promise you. <laughs> hey, Todd, you, you raised an interesting point. I mean, are we going to have the usual the Red Sea there? Every time I would go to Kansas City with the Raiders, I felt like I was going to downtown Moscow. <laughs> I mean, I felt like it was nothing but red. And so, like, are, are we going to have a full stadium with crowd noise? I mean, the tickets are sold. Um, I, 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 I got to tell you, uh, I think lots of maybe people won't go out. Maybe they'll go there for a while. If the game's no good, they'll leave early. But this can't be as raucous as other playoff games. It's just, you know, I mean, the cold, everyone's going to have four layers of gloves on. You know what I mean? It, it can't yeah, be I mean, what's the over-under on beer on. sales? I mean, uh, you know, I would take the under on beer sales. <laughs> I'd take the over on hot chocolate. <laughs> They're apparently they have put in their release that uh, there is going to be pre hot chocolate. Now I don't know if that's while supplies last. Right. Uh, but you know, I'll tell you what's going up. Buy stock in Bally's. Buy stock in Bally's Irish cream. That's what you got to do. <laughs> I just sneak the little bottles in, put them in the hot chocolate. I'll tell you this though. <laughs> put a little warm. Six o'clock this morning. There are people out there tailgating outside the gates, waiting for the parking lot to open. Not the normal amount, but there are fools out there who have been there for four hours. Unbelievable. Love it. Chiefs King job. One of a kind. Great job, Todd. <laughs> Great stuff, Todd. We appreciate it. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, Matt Humans joins us next year on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. This is the Lombardi line on Super Wild Card Weekend. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. Man, we got six games between now and Monday. And to help us break them down and give out his full card, because he's got plays, folks, it's the one and only Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern, as well as the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast with our buddy Tim Murray. But Matt, hope all is well. Happy Super Wild Card Weekend to you. And we'll start with the first game on our slate today, 1.30 West Coast time, 4.30 Eastern 
Eastern Cleveland, two and a half point favorites in Houston, total up to 45. Now we've seen a little bit of movement here this morning. How are you looking to play this Texans Browns game? Well, I'm going to play the Texans on a teaser, bump it up to plus eight and a half because I do like the Texans a little bit in the game. Two and a half is just not enough to get me on the, the home dog here. And if you look at the Cleveland defense, you know, a lot of people think it's dominant, and it is more often than not at home. The numbers for the Browns defense not nearly as good on the road. And uh, I think with C.J. Stroud back in there today, unlike the first meeting between these teams, you're going to see Houston uh, put up some points. So I lean a little bit to the over and the underdog, but uh, I want to knock this up to plus eight and a half to give me a little bit of a, you know, some margin for error here with uh, Houston. I don't want to lose this game by three. DraftKings had plus three early in the week, but that number's long gone. So, you know, it's more about the number than it is really the uh, the play. And who are you teasing it with, Matt? Well, I'm going to tease the Cowboys down. I know that uh, Femi's Cowboys, Femi's Cowboys tend to disappoint in uh, January. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Uh, was Femi alive the last time the Cowboys <laughs> won the Super Bowl in 1990? That would be no. I, I was alive, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was in my 20s, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's tease Texans up to plus eight and a half and Cowboys down to minus one and See if Big Mike and Dak can get the job done in uh, Dallas on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> that would be a fun one. I mean, right now the spread is sitting at seven with the Dallas Cowboys, but you're teasing it. So uh-huh. a Lone Star teaser, Texans-Cowboys yep. is what we're going to do That's there. Right. That, nice. Yeah. What about this? Yeah. Uh, the, the weather game that we're going to get tomorrow tomorrow night, or sorry, tomorrow morning between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills? I mean, we're talking about 50-mile-per-hour gusts, snow as well. They're having people come volunteer to be shovelers of the snow. The, the Steelers are catching nine, total 33 here on the road at Buffalo. How are you playing this one? Uh, I'm not playing this one as of uh, right now. I actually lean a little bit to the dog. And, uh, you know, with the total dropping all the way, it opened as high as 41. It's now down to 33. How bad is the weather going to be when this game kicks off? That's the big question right now. I've heard 50-mile-an-hour wind gust. I've also heard a foot of snow. But uh, a more reliable report is that there's not going to be the snow's going to be done by the time this game starts and the field's going to be clear. So if that's the case, then I don't know. 33 is a very low total. I don't have a play on this as of right now. I, I do have a play on tonight's weather game, though, for me in Kansas City. What, what's your thought there? That number's creeping down a little bit. It's down to 43. It, it was at 44. Now it's down to 43. And the line's at five, Matt, which I think, like, I, I just asked uh, the chief reporter, I said, like, give me why Kansas City's five points better than anybody when they were, what, six and a half points better than the Bengals? And Miami, even though they're injured, are still better than the Bengals right now. Yeah, and then that uh, game against the Bengals, uh, Chiefs needed, what, six field goals to win that game yeah. by eight? You know, they're just not cashing in with touchdowns in the red zone and, uh, Hey, guess what? If you look at the Dolphins, we just discovered that uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua are not reinventing offensive football in the NFL. How about that? You know, last yeah. week they got shut out in the second half, shut out at home in the second half by the Bills, and that was in good weather conditions. And now you're going to put Tua in uh, sub-zero temperatures with a good KC D-line that's going to be in his face. Tua does not handle pressure well, and he's not that mobile. And a lot of times he's not that accurate as a passer either. That that pick he threw, that lob ball into double coverage last week to end the game against the Bills, 
is disgusting. I wish we could really stop the Tua MVP talk. Um, you know, I'm, you I'm talking about next year you cannot. and then future years. Matt, you cannot. You're, we're going to have to take you off the air now because you're talking about it. We're not allowed to. You don't understand. This is a narrative that has to keep going. You don't understand. I saw video evidence that it wasn't his fault on the interception. It was Claypool's fault. He didn't break the route off sharp enough, even though it was covered two man under, that there's going to be a guy underneath that throw. But that's okay. We don't want anything to get in the way of Tua is the MVP. So you're going to have have to temper that a little bit or we're, we're just not going to bring you back man i'm sorry okay okay well i guess i'm going to talk to you guys next week because i'll tell you what uh, <laughs> you might not be here anyone, next week anyone who thinks tua is in the category of an mp mvp candidate is crazy uh the, he's a mediocre quarterback anyway uh, i i don't think in these weather uh, conditions that two is going to play well. And like I said, the KD, KC defensive line is pretty good at putting pressure on the quarterback up the middle and around the edges. Uh, I, I like the Chiefs to win the game, but the way I played this was uh, Chiefs and Femi's Cowboys on a money line parlay. That's about, about minus 125. And I also played the Chiefs at minus $2 uh, just on the money line to win straight up. I, I really have a hard time envisioning the Dolphins going to Kansas City and winning this game. And I know it's not the same Chiefs offense from uh, from re- recent years. And I'm not sure they can flip the switch and look, you know, a lot better in that game uh, tonight. But I still trust uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs a lot more than I do to uh, in this Dolphins offense that's reinventing uh, the NFL. You have a teaser tied into the Cowboys, a money line parlor. Yeah, oh yeah. You, you are heavily oh yeah. leveraged with the Dallas Cowboys, buddy. Welcome to the squad. <laughs> As we'll be sweating that one out tomorrow afternoon as they host the Green Bay Packers. What about Sunday night, though? Mm-hmm. The Rams are in Detroit. Matthew Stafford going back to the Motor City. Jared Goff revenge game against the, the Los Angeles Rams. The Lions three-point favorites, total 52. Does it concern you that it feels like a lot of people like the Rams is kind of the, the sexy underdog this weekend? Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit concerning because in the NFL, you don't want to be on the popular underdogs too often. But hey, we've only got seven, or we got six uh, games this weekend, so uh, the popular side's going to win in a couple of them, and hopefully it's the Rams. I mean, really, if you look at what the Rams have done, I'm, I am impressed by this team because uh, I, I didn't think the Rams were going to get over their season win total of uh, you know five and a half or six, and uh, they won seven of their past eight. And the one loss was at Baltimore in overtime, where there was a block in the back that wasn't called on a punt return, or, or the Rams might have won that game. Uh, but I, I think this uh, Puka Nakua Cooper Cup combination is going to be tough for the uh, Detroit defense to really contain. Actually, the Detroit D has been on the decline, I think, for the most part in the second half of the season, and. Uh, I like I like the way the Rams have come together on both sides of the ball. I took three and a half early in the week. I really thought uh, it was a mistake to put that number at three and a half uh, in the beginning. And there's a couple spots out there. It looks like uh, the hook might resurface. I'm surprised. Even though I hate to be on the popular home dog, I did take three and a half with the Rams, I think. Uh, I hate to say they could be a dangerous team because you're hearing a lot of people say that in the playoffs. A lot of, a lot of times that team ends up flopping in the postseason, But, uh, you know, Dan Campbell is also good for one or two big game management goofs. And um, I think, you know, Sean McVay, who likes field goals a little bit too much and has a poor kicker, would, would be best served by being really aggressive in this game, I think, and going for it more on fourth downs, not settling for 
field goal attempts with an unreliable kicker, and hopefully that's not why it costs the Rams. What's your gut feeling on the Bucks eagle game? We just found out today that mm-hmm. A.J. Brown's not going to play. The line's still at three. Uh, we don't know Baker Mayfield's health. Based on the last two games, I don't think it's very good. But what's your thoughts on this game? Well, I, you know, one dog I do like is I took the Packers plus seven. This is a little bit of an insurance policy against all those Cowboys bets they got uh, to win straight up. But I'm starting to like the dog a little bit more on Monday night. And there's not a lot to like about the Buccaneers. But also, I think that poor performance they had against the uh, Panthers a week ago is in the back of a lot of people's minds. And, uh, man, how bad did the Bucks look in Carolina? Well, I'm not sure this Eagles team – can flip the switch. Either Jalen Hurts has got the finger injury. Philadelphia's really fizzled on both sides of the ball down the stretch. Uh, Michael, I'm not sure what your read is here. Like you said, I lean Bucks plus three. I've not bet this yet. I, I, I lean Bucks. I, I, I do I, too. I feel like the Eagles might roll over. I think they're not. Their offense is struggling. There's a recipe to attack mm-hmm. Hurts. And Bowles knows it. And without A.J., the corner situation, if they're healthy at Tampa, will. Now, they got to hold up against the run. I mean, the Eagles ran the ball very effectively. Swift is back playing. But then I would feel really good about the, the Bucks with if Mayfield was healthy. But I'm concerned about that, especially, you know, you could take advantage of this, of this Eagle defense. You can, but I, I worry right. about his health. And we'll know more tomorrow. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Matt, good luck with the bets. We ride with the Cowboys together, and hopefully they can get you to the window, buddy. <laughs> be well, that is Matt Humans, V-Cent tonight here. Uh, we'll be back to wrap up the show on the other side and give our final thoughts on the Super Wild Card slate today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get an unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Picks like our buddy Matt Eumanns, who in the last segment let us know that he is on a Lone Stars teaser between the Texans and the Cowboys. Teasing Houston up to eight, Cowboys down to one just to win the game. For more VSEN Pro picks, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. The Lombardi Line will give you 10% off an annual subscription when you use promo code Lombardi. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Las Vegas. And final segment of the show, let's go down the board here, at least on the Sunday card, with two games in the AFC with this wild card round getting underway this afternoon. Starting in Houston, where the Texans are two and a half point underdogs, total sitting at 45 here. I couldn't come up with anything side or total in this game. Michael, do you have a play side or total Browns Texans? You know, I hearken back to what I think is the way playoff football is going to go, where it's a little bit slower. You know, each possession is really critical. Teams tend to be, I don't want to call it conservative, but they protect against losing, Mm -hmm. not trying to win, which I think is the right course of action. So for me, I kind of like the under a little bit in this game. I didn't really, Russo and I have our contest changes because we get to pick, we have six events we have to pick, which include the over-under totals. And the first one's worth 60. The last worth one is worth 10. I think I had this in a 20-point category. I think the under at 44 and a half, everybody thinks it's going to be an offensive explosion. I wasn't on that. I wasn't on that program. I, I didn't think so because I think ultimately you got to slow it down. I know John McLean said they want to shoot out. I think Singletary's going to have to run the football effectively for uh, for the for the Texans, and I think the Browns can't put the ball in Flacco's hands 45 times, or else it could be a mistake. And I think Schwartz will keep the pace of the game defensively for the Browns slower. So I like the under a little bit. If I lean toward a side, it would have been Cleveland. Yeah, I think that I, I would lean Cleveland as well. Like we've been talking about it all week long, first time quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks. And in this game, if you're taking plus two and a half, you need Houston to pretty much win the game. I get that you can win on one or two, but those outcomes don't happen as often as like a, a three. So you're pretty much betting on them to win. And I, I don't want to bet on a rookie quarterback, even though he's phenomenal and he's at home and they, they'll have a lot of energy in that building. But I, I would lean Cleveland Browns, but I don't have a play anything official in this game side or the total tonight, though, I do have a play in this one. Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs we're up to five in a lot of places four and a half wow. is still the consensus number but 43 and a half is where our total that under has been getting hit uh, since open last Sunday yeah this is my 60 point play in the Russo contest okay. because I really like it I think the weather is going to be such a factor they played in ideal conditions in Germany it was 21 th- 14 the, the Chiefs haven't scored in the second half you know, they're under in the second half is 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 on a on a heater. And I think to me, 
I've seen no evidence to think that they have improved in that area in terms of moving the football. And for all the conversation about Miami's defense being weakened, it's true. But they still have a few strengths to make Mahomes have to hold the football and create some problems. And I think Fangio knows how to handle that. So I'm not sure either team is going to be very productive moving the football. And with the weather and when you cut down field goal range, I mean, remember, Miami beat Dallas with three 50-plus yard field goals. Perfect condition. You're not trying a 50-yard field goal today in Kansas City, whether it's the wind, whether it's the element, whether it's the ball being frozen solid. It makes it very challenging. And catching the ball, it, look, the Chiefs can't catch the ball when it was nice. They led the league in drops. Now it's cold. They're going to start catching. I, I just, I'm not buying it, Femi. And I think not just catching the football, but also just ball security in general. Like that ball is slick when it's really cold outside. I mean, I think we're going to see some fumbles in this game on both sides of this thing. Like that could be a storyline of maybe it's a big turnover or something like that that gives the team a short field. And turnovers, as we've mentioned, can be the difference. Short yardage is turnovers. It's being able to control those things. That's typically who determines who wins this game here. I'm buying it at least for this week on the Kansas City side here. Um, I went ahead and laid four. I would not lay five. I think that's getting a little bit to to be too much here. But I just I'm going to go one last time to the well with Mahomes and Reed here at a home playoff game and also just fading the Dolphins with the injuries, the weather situation. I I think it's going to be a five Mississippi game. And I trust Mahomes to, to make the second play enough to go ahead and cover this number here. And I don't trust what we're going to see on the other side with Tua and that offense there. I know Miami can run the football. That could be an advantage for them in this situation. But I laid four with the Kansas City Chiefs tonight at home uh, in what will be frigid temperatures at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, I mean, look, you you know, one bounce, one wrong bounce, it can go your way. But I'm just going to play the percentages. And and knowing that the playoffs are a 59% under situation, Mm -hmm. I'd lean that way. Yeah, no, maybe it's 20 to 13 and the, and the under comes home and, and and then I can go ahead and get my money yeah. as well with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you will give out your plays for Sunday coming up tomorrow. Stormy will be back here tomorrow to preview the three game Super Wildcard weekend. But uh, I have a couple of plays, uh, one for tomorrow and then one Monday night. Uh, my play for tomorrow, I laid nine and a half with Buffalo and it's not the prettiest play because the weather is bad. And in fact, the number is down to nine. You can even lay a better number than that. But I just Mason Rudolph making his first start on the road in western new york the conditions are bad so maybe that brings this the the buffalo bills down to the pack a little bit here in this situation but i trust buffalo's run game what they can do with allen and also what they can do with dalvin not dalvin cook sorry but james cook uh in that backfield he's been able to be a a really good running back for them that offensive lines have been a little bit more physical than what we've seen and of course the on-off splits with tj watt the injuries to watt that he has he's missing this game the steelers are one in 11 straight up without tj watt in his career Uh, i went ahead and and laid it with buffalo because i don't see the path for Pittsburgh to win this game, barring four or five turnovers from the Buffalo Bills. Well, there's never been a two seed lose to a seven seed since we started this, right? Mm -hmm. And it's only been recently, so there's not a lot of huge sample size. But if there's ever going to be a game where Watt's influence may not be felt, it's when you have 50 mile an hour wins and nobody can throw the football, right? The one thing you can do now, what's going to change the wind is going to change how you approach formations. So when you're in 11 personnel, like the Buffalo Bills love to be in, I can't imagine the Steelers are going to go to their nickel. Like They're not going to give them the nickel front so they can run the ball. They're going to play their base defense, walk their linebacker out on the slot and say, okay, try throwing the ball in this stuff, right? Try throwing it in this stuff. 
and all of a sudden Watt isn't as has to be as much of a factor because they're not playing against an 11 team. They're playing against a team trying to run the ball. So I do think there is a chance that as devastating as losing Watt can be, if the wind is going to be as severe as we suspect, that doesn't really affect Pittsburgh as much. Certainly you can't lose a blue chip player like this, but if you can't throw the ball in the wind, neither team is going to ever get to their nickel defense, no matter how many receivers they put on the field, because they're just going to say, try throwing it. Like, try throwing it into this wind. We'll break on the ball. We'll play cover three, and we'll just break on the ball. So it's strong, even though he has a strong arm. So I, I don't understand how the correlation with this line hasn't moved the number a little bit, especially it was 7.5, and, and then the Watt News came, and it shot up to 10. You know, I, look, if it was normally a game where both teams were – were playing indoor, say they had an indoor stadium in Buffalo, I, I, I could see taking the 10, and I think this is Buffalo's game. But anything can happen. New England went in there, did, ran, threw it three times, and won the game 14 to 10. That is true. <laughs> Maybe Bills fans should be clamoring for that new stadium to be indoors. It's not going to be indoors. I think the fans will be covered, but the field will not be covered at least. And then my, my final play for Wild Card Weekend, Monday Night Football, we talked about it earlier in the show, but I played the under, under 44. At 43, I... I I kind of still like it at 43 as well there, but uh, under 44 is my official play though in the Eagles and Buccaneers, both quarterbacks banged up here. Now AJ Brown is out for the Philadelphia Eagles. We've actually seen more two and a halfs pop up in terms of the side. I have nothing on the side. I'd lean Philly just because I don't trust to hurt Baker Mayfield in this game. But in terms of the total, I went under 44 for Monday night. Yeah, I, I, I think I did this for 10 points on the under with Russo. I, I don't disagree with your logic here. I, I just don't have enough confidence that, that Tampa's offense, which scores nine points against Carolina, has to kick three field goals, is going to be able, even against a bad Philadelphia defense. Yeah. You know, I just don't know. Now, it's a tough matchup for Philly, let's face it. Oh, yeah. Because they can't cover these receivers. But unlike the Arizona game where James Conner really carried Arizona to victory, are we sure that the Bucks are going to call enough runs or have enough quality runs to beat to attack this Philadelphia Eagle defense, run defense, which has been on a severe decline since the beginning of the season? That to me is the question. You know, can they run can Tampa run the football? They haven't been able to do it all year. They're 32nd in the league in rushing. They can't run the ball. They couldn't run it last year. Yeah, I think we'll see a sloppy game offensively. And there's expected to be some rain, as you mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, I have a buddy down in Tampa. He's been telling me, hey, the rain's coming in this game. First half, it's going to be raining. Rained a little bit in the game earlier this season in week three as well. So, which maybe if, the- you know, affects it. Look, with, with your middle finger, which is on the football, if there's any mm-hmm. pain and it's a slippery ball, Remember, you, you know, the play of the Super Bowl game, Hurts moved the ball from his left hand to his right hand, and that cost him the, that touchdown went into yeah. play. You know, so, you, you know, th- these are the things that you worry about, especially with if you don't have that middle finger. We saw we saw Justin Herbert. Now he fractured it, but it, it affected him the whole season. Which underdog is most likely to win outright outside of Houston? Like, take them out of the equation. Which dog is most likely I, to win? I, I, you know, I think Green Bay could be the one everybody's going to take the Rams. What I worry about the Rams, Semfemi, is everybody's on the Rams. And I know this. When everybody's on something, it never happens. <laughs> All right, Michael. Enjoy the games today and Sunday. I'll talk to you on Monday. Live bet Saturday with JVT and Pam Maldonado is coming up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 